On the Block, On Demand. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. You're on the block, ESPN Radio. Thanks to John Jastrzemski joining us on the Burdick Toyota Hotline from Vegas. Takes two to make a, a trade, right? Giants and Browns. Giant fans still wondering what hit him last night. Their, their fierce loyalty to 38, soon-to-be 39-year-old Eli Manning baffles me. If you were worried, Seth and I were just talking about this during the break, that if you are the Giants and you're worried that frustrations between Odell Beckham Jr. and Eli Manning spill over, well, then sit Eli on the bench. Draft a quarterback and put him in there. How how are you favoring Eli Manning at this point over the best young receiver in football and arguably the best receiver in football, period? I know Odell Beckham Jr. is a pain in the butt. I was going back. I'm going to see him tomorrow. My boy Jimmy cuts my hair. He's a hair stylist, remember? Big Giants fan, and he is texting me today and sending me messages. Oh, we got rid of that pain in the butt. And I'm like, you got fleeced. You made a bad deal with the Browns. And I just saw a quote. I was glancing at Twitter during the break. Dave Gettleman saying that we thank Olivier Vernon and Odell Beckham Jr. for their service here. We're going to build a contender, and this was part of the plan. Okay, your plan kind of sounds like that scene in Ghostbusters when they walk out. like, get her. That was your whole plan, huh, Ray? If I'm a Giant fan, I'm really questioning Gettleman's plan right now. Let's do some hot takes on that more. Stay tuned. Hit me with that fancy open first. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot. Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. <laughs> it's time for Hot Takes on the block. Where are you watching the Cuse and Pitt tonight? Where are you watching the ACC tournament? The big dance. Everything happening this time of year. It's about to go into overdrive in the sports world with the NCAA tournament, the Final Four, NBA and NHL playoffs coming. So much on the way, and the best place to watch it is the Press Room Pub the number one sports and entertainment venue in central New York and historic Herald Square, downtown Syracuse. Yeah, about a 9.30 tip time tonight. Usually Grandpa doesn't like those late tips. I'm not a fan of the late tips, but in conference tournaments, you just kind of deal with it. It's part of it. I hope it's not a 9.30 tip that goes to 1.30 in the morning, like the game that ended 10 years ago today. Remember that Syracuse-Connecticut six-overtime game started on March 12th and ended in the early morning of March the 13th. Hope you listened last night right here on ESPN Radio Syracuse. We broadcast that game. I saw Seth tweet about this. I was listening at the time, too. Matt Park turns to Matt Rowe, who was the radio team at the time. I had, what does Syracuse need out of this one? Well, they need two solid halves of basketball. Plus six. Little do they know what they were in for. If you missed our video on Syracuse.com, it's on my Twitter feed, it's on YouTube, it's on Syracuse.com. We uh, included a lot of great calls from Matt and Matt that night as well that you heard here on ESPN Radio last night as we rebroadcast that game. That was fun to listen to a lot of that last night. But conference tournament-wise tonight, it's Syracuse and Pitt, about 9.30-ish over on Brostat TK99. But, yeah, just a couple more thoughts on this, this, this trade and where we're at with NFL free agency as things are starting to come into focus. Mark Ingram is signed with the Ravens. Le'Veon Bell goes to the Jets. Beckham traded to Cleveland. 
all the deals that we heard about in the legal tampering period the past couple of days, are, they're dotting I's, they're crossing T's, they're coming into fruition. I think the Bills did an excellent job, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Bills fan. They took a swing at, at Antonio Brown. It didn't work out. So you got John Brown, you got Cole Beasley, Mitch Morse, short up the offensive line, side to tight end, not Tyler Eifert, the other Tyler from Cincinnati. So it's not a big splash. It's more of a slow and steady wins the race, a lot of good value deals. Then there's some teams where you just kind of scratch a hole in your head trying to figure out what they're doing, and the New York Giants are at the top of that list. And what I don't get there is why they – look, what Eli Manning did for the New York Giants speaks for itself. Beating the Patriots, he's been a model citizen. He has been somebody who's done – enormous amounts for charity, the community. He's a winner. He is, I don't think, a Hall of Famer, but you can make the case a Hall of Fame quarterback, and that's all well and good. But at some point, you can't become a living tribute. You've got to think about not only the here and now, but the future, and why they continue to be more fiercely loyal to him than Beckham is. blows my mind. I don't care how much of a pain in the butt Odell Beckham Jr. is. Deal with it. This is what strong organizations do. You don't think there's any pain in the butts in Bill Belichick's locker room? And if they are, they just get rid of them because they've kind of mastered that. I know not everybody's Belichick. But to me, that's more on the coach and the GM and the structure of what is typically a solid organization, one of the best in football than the player. And I know that Beckham Jr. and Antonio Brown and Bell and some of these guys can all be pains in the butt, but they all get what they want in the end. They're about to introduce Antonio Brown in Oakland. Odell Beckham Jr. goes to a team that, I can't believe this is coming out of my mouth, the Cleveland Browns become an AFC Super Bowl contender by making that trade, pairing him with Baker Mayfield. Remember, Kareem Hunt signed there in the offseason. As much as that makes you cringe, knowing what he did, Cleveland's taking a shot on him. Jarvis Landry now paired with Odell Beckham Jr., two LSU guys that have wanted to play on the same team and now get to do that. I'm leaving out a few names here. That's a solid offense that that team has. Last year, they did hard knocks with the Cleveland Browns, and I was excited about it because I wanted a peek behind the curtain about how much of a dumpster fire that organization was, and we got it, and we learned why. Hugh Jackson. So they clean house. They've got it. You know, Freddie Kitchens is now coaching the Cleveland Browns, and it's like his grandpa died and left him a Corvette. When you thought you were going to get like his old Chevy. That's incredible what the Cleveland Browns are now. They go from dumpster fire in the example of what not to do to a Super Bowl contender. And that's a legit title to put on them. The expectation is now you better win. Now, hey, they're getting there, man. They're making moves. They're b- No, it's here now, Cleveland. You got to win. That's a roster in the NFL where you get what seems like 10-minute windows to get these things done. You are not, Here's why you're not only expected to win, not only because of that roster you put together. Look at that division. Pittsburgh is losing Brown, losing Bell. Roethlisberger's not getting any younger. Cincinnati, you think that team's a, a playoff caliber team right now? Baltimore's shoring some things up. you got to wonder if Lamar Jackson can truly step in and be the full-time quarterback. And We mentioned they just started Mark Ingram and made a couple other good moves in free agency. So you're going to be fighting with Baltimore for that division. But this division's never been more for the taking since the Cleveland Browns came back into the National Football League. 
That's what these moves do. They make you instant contenders. That's hot. Was three weeks ago, had you asked me about the Cleveland Browns, I would have said, hey, you know, looking on the up and up there. Baker Mayfield looks pretty good. Kareem Hunt's looking pretty good if he can stay out of trouble. And Okay, they got they got a roster there. Now they're a Super Bowl contender, just like that, because you went up and picked arguably the best wide receiver in football. And you fleeced the Giants doing it. So congrats, Cleveland. This FBI probe just continues to get weirder and weirder. And there was a very good article that I read today that I would encourage you to read by Jeff Eisenberg of Yahoo Sports, who brings up this point. So we all remember what happened yesterday. And Becky, Lori Laughlin, Felicity Huffman, many other rich people bought their way into their kids getting into high-profile schools, people taking their SAT and ACT exams and just another example of, of, you know, rich privilege, buying your way into something, doing the Thornton Mellon thing. You want to get into this fine institution of learning? He buys a building, right? I mean, this just in, rich people have advantages you and I don't. Now, here's something that's really interesting about this because they were creating fake recruits. A lot of these kids were claimed to play sports that they didn't or at least highly exaggerated what kind of players they were because and they were smart to go off the big sport radar. It was tennis and volleyball and sailing, and if the coach makes a recommendation about this recruit, it helps get the kid into school, not to mention the million-dollar bribes they were giving people to give them the credentials to do it. But there's a very good point that Jeff made in this article, and I want to read it to you quickly. Of all the cringe-inducing tales of privilege and corruption in the college admissions bribery case that federal investigators uncovered, the above story could be amongst the most impactful. And he wrote about a gentleman by the name of Mark Riddell who took SATs and ACTs for people and where he works, IMG, or used to work in this case, right? Riddell is the director of college entrance exam preparation at IMG Academy, the famed Florida prep school that serves as a springboard for elite high school athletes pursuing college scholarships from Division I programs. Riddell has been charged with two counts of fraud for allegedly conspiring for the past eight years to secretly take SAT and ACT exams in place of actual students or replace students' answers with those of his own. Department of Justice documents appear to identify Riddell as a cooperating witness who's been working with the government since February in exchange for leniency. Now, here's the thing. A lot of these were just kids of privilege getting places that they wanted to go, like Duke and Stanford and Georgetown. I don't know why I'd want to go to Georgetown, but a whole different story for a different day. Making fake recruit profiles. Well, who's to say that this guy who worked at IMG didn't get athletes into places they don't deserve to be. And I'm speculating here, and this article speculates, but it's a natural tie to make. If he's bribing people, taking tests for people as part of this fraud scheme, who is to say that this didn't extend to athletes that wanted a little bit more of an advantage to get placement into high-profile schools where usually your skills will get you there? If you're good enough football player, Alabama's going to get you in. If you're good enough football player, then Miami's going to get you in, and so on and so forth. But even the high-profile four- and five-star guys for the schools that actually you know, pay attention to who's coming into their, their class roles, 
you need the credentials. You need a certain grade point average. You need a certain score on the ACT, the SAT. Who's to say this guy wasn't taking tests for athletes, like, you know, real athletes in this case? So this is kind of all the branches that grow off of this tree and the things that we're hearing about this. It seems like we're just uncovering what it is. I mean, it's one thing if some rich actress wants to get her kid into school because they can't do it on their own. And they feel with the money and the power and the access that they have that they can just buy their way into things. It's quite another if you are a football player who's trying to get a scholarship somewhere and Alabama, I'm just using Alabama as an example. I'm not implicating them, but, you know, they want you, you want them, but you need a certain score on the SAT and the ACT. If this guy's doing it, and, of course, what's in it for me? Well, he's getting bribed. Well, if you do it for a player who could go on to play in the National Football League, much like agents will give money to players on the side, knowing that down the road, hey, when you make it to the league, make sure, you know, you pay a brother back here. Who's to say this guy wasn't doing it for athletes? He worked at IMG Academy that funnels football players to some of the best colleges out there, football-wise and academically. We may just be scratching the surface of what this is. And I know we said that about the FBI scandal, too. I know we got to separate our scandals now. Now, not that scandal, the other one. And the FBI one continues to unravel. People are going to trial and more details are coming out, LSU being the latest case. And just to add to that, their coach says, Will Wade, he won't talk to LSU until the FBI probe is over. LSU says he won't coach until after he speaks to the university. Wade is expected to be subpoenaed to testify in a federal criminal trial scheduled to start April 22nd. So it's likely that Wade's going to be suspended through the rest of the season. And LSU, that's a, team, that's a top 10 team in college basketball this year. They're a legit Final Four contender, you would think, with their coach and with the player involved in this whole thing, that he gave a, well, we know the quote, right? He had a, a great offer for a said player, right? So this is all stuff. Some of it we just pay mindful attention to and just kind of move on. But then there's different levels of this that really grow more serious. And I think this latest scandal is starting to show that. And I I, I only have a, a hint of these things. I'm not a lawyer. I just play one on the radio. But this can only be the beginning of what we're hearing. And, that, and this is pretty big because Aunt Becky's involved. Right? How rude. Let's break on that note. See, I avoided the will they have mercy on Aunt Becky joke for what she gets. That's why I didn't make the joke, right? Will they give mercy in her sentence, right? Will, will Uncle Jesse come bail her out? Or I'll stop with the bad full house jokes and take a break. We're back after this. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. ESPN Radio. We got Patrick Stevens, one of the best bracketologists in the business, coming up. So we're going to move the blind side up a little early here. Seth just said something during the break. 
They have to address here. Oh, no. So I was was informed by Seth that um, we were talking about the Giants. He doesn't really watch the Giants. He keeps the Red Zone channel on. Yeah, I watch the Red Zone every week. I don't do that. I watch my team, and then I watch the Red Zone. But he said something that's so millennial during the break. (laughs) He's, I have a problem. I can't watch... One game at a time. I can't. I get so bored during the Monday night games. I get so bored during Sunday and Monday night games. There's only one game. This is what we've created. There now, are commercials. Do I glance at my phone during games? And like, I don't just sit there and watch a game. Oh, I never do. And that. that's it. Like, I think as a society, we become more twitchy and busy, and you're, you know, like my wife will be sitting there watching TV and she's playing on her phone. She's playing whatever game she plays. I don't even know what it is. And I'm like, are you even watching? And somehow she like it fouls the show with one eye and plays her game with the other. Like we all do this now. You can't even watch your team. You can't even watch the Giants. What? Be- what? Why would I watch the Giants? I mean, if last the year? Bills game gets boring, yeah, I'll I'll flip back. And why forth. would I watch the Giants this year? If it's what the be- fourth quarter, what do I what do I get out of watching this team? Fair point. But if the Bills are down like thirty to three in the fourth quarter, yeah, I'll switch. But it's not because I'm bored. Because it's not a good game anymore. What if it's a good game? You, you, the Giants didn't play any good games last year. You keep coming back to a very fair point. <laughs> I know. Welcome there's to my a, world. There's a reason I stopped watching them. Because they weren't playing good here. games. It's time for the blind side. Let's go places in a new Toyota from Burdick Toyota in Cicero. The Toyota lineup has it all from the great fuel economy of the Corolla to... The sheer power and towing capacity of the Toyota Tundra. Take advantage of great lease deals now at Burdick Toyota. They fire when ready, Commander. Is Freddie Kitchens on the hot sheet? Hot seat. Yes, he's on the hot seat already. You better win, baby. Just win. Cleveland Browns, Super Bowl champions. Fire them if they don't go sixteen and zero. I mean, that's kind of what it feels like at this point. But the expectations have risen dramatically in Cleveland. Which, it's almost a LeBron effect. When LeBron came back, okay, the expectation is title. Cleveland? Browns? You better at least playoffs, right? That's that's where you start the conversation. You've got to get to the playoffs. You have to make the playoffs with that team in that division. And given their history, they might just fire him after one year? Could be. Uh, Do the Giants have a plan? Uh, You better hope they do. Gettleman claims they have a plan, said it today. He says they do. They address these things. I love this, too, by the way. You pointed this out to me. So the New York Giants, when they announced the trade, this is how they put it on Twitter. The New York Giants have acquired Kevin Zietler, Jabril Peppers, and a pair of draft picks from the Cleveland Browns. Awesome. What'd they give up, friends? Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. Never mind. They kind of left that part out until you click into the story. Clickbait. Should the NFL put the Browns on hard knocks again? Yes, yes, please, yes. Is there some? Is there a clause? Is there a provision? Is there a something where Roger Goodell can drop the hammer and make them do it? Because I need to see this. What a sequel! Last year it was the example of what not to do. Now it's an example of, oh, wow, you guys kind of got your crap together and f- have a, a contender. Who doesn't want to see that? Who's more interesting than the Cleveland Browns? Nobody. Name me a team other than the Oakland, Oakland Raiders Oakland. who are eligible. That's... That'd be a fair trade-off, but I saw a dumpster fire last year. I want to see Cleveland, all of a sudden, how do they handle this? It's like Cleveland, this is going to be a reference that's going to fly right over your head. Remember the Beverly Hillbillies? No. They were poor, then they struck gold. 
liquid gold. I mean, I've heard oil, the, I've black heard the, gold. I've heard of the right? premise of yes. the show. Yes, I've the never. The Cleveland Browns you know, are the what? Beverly Hillbillies. They've gone from the outhouse to the penthouse, and now how do they handle it? I want to see uh, this. That's the show theme song that Donald Trump sang at the Emmys once, right? No, that's Green Acres. Oh, sorry. Yes. Good guess. I feel like those are similar premises. Pretty similar. Rich guy in the they country. They weren't very creative back then. Rich guy in the country, right? Exactly. Okay. Yes. Uh, did Le'Veon Bell overplay his hand? I don't think so. I mean, he's still going to get a pretty good deal to go play football with the Jets. He didn't get what he wanted. He's on a worse team. Although, who knows? Pittsburgh's set off other skill position players. They could be on equal ground with the Jets this year. Uh, he definitely, he didn't win the hand. He didn't overplay his hand. He didn't fold either, though. I think he kind of just, what is it in poker? We just put your cards down and go on to the next you hand. Is that what it's called? I think. It's not folding. It's Right. There's a word for it. It's just not popping in my head right now, right? Uh, last one. Was it really necessary for the FBI to raid Felicity Huffman's house with guns pointed this morning? No, but I'm glad they did. I think it's kind of funny. I just, I just love that Felicity Huffman. You love the visual. Uh, just think of it's like something from, oh, I don't know, a movie. And I can't wait to see who plays Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin in this movie about they could. actresses and people of privilege buying off administrators to get their kids into college. Do you think they could get work release to... Uh... I was going to say, you stole my joke. <laughs> um, By the way, uh, of all the full house jokes out there... The one I texted you is the worst one. I think one. the one you texted me is the worst, it's best all, one. Oh, it's terrible. Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky's going from full house to the big house. How rude. <laughs> waka, waka. I, I, here's the thing I still can't get. So they wanted, Felicity Huffman and, and William H. Macy wanted their daughter in the acting program. Right at USC, you can't pull some can't strings they, there. Can't they pull some strings? Can't Make they just a donation? Walk, can't yeah. the two of them just walk in and be like, "Hey, you see who we are?" I'm Felicity Huffman. That's William I'm, H Macy. Yeah, you see, who here's we a are. million dollars. Help us out. Do here. it the. There's a legal way to do this. Right. Do it the way that all the other rich people get their kids the, into school. Like I said earlier, the Thornton Mellon way. Buy a building. Oh, look! Hey, your kids in school. Congratulations. <laughs> We'll break on that. Now, we will come back and talk to noted bracketologist Patrick Stevens. If Syracuse loses tonight, what does that mean? They're still in, but it's got to mean something, right? We'll fi- find out the answer to that next. Stay the, right there. The physics building is still available if anybody has any ideas. How about SU? Thornton Mellon. Thank you. Bye-bye.